It is Wednesday. I know it feels like a Tuesday, but it is Wednesday, December 3rd, 2024. Trying to get used to that, and we welcome you in on this uh, Wednesday as we get you over the hump. Uh, good exploration on the uh, on the Harvard uh, president resigning, and if you missed it uh, before the uh, top of the hour, uh, you can find that always at thegreatvoice.com. Uh there's uh, some, uh, I mean, if if you wanted to buy stock, uh, you should have bought it in StubHub ticket prices because, <laughs> oh. uh, man alive. I mean, it's do you, do you, do you uh, mortgage the house for your Lions tickets or for U of M? Uh, well, it, it depends what your priorities are, I guess. Yeah. I You know, first of all, a lot of people watch Michigan, Alabama. 27.2 million viewers, according to ESPN, the largest college football audience since 28.4 watch Alabama, Georgia in 2018. So a lot of people care. So now you go on to the next game, which is national championship against Washington, and flights are not cheap. Uh, just yesterday, seats were more than $2,300 for two tickets from Detroit to Houston. How wow. about, um, uh, how about, that's not flights, that's tickets, actually. Um, if you want to sit on the 50-yard line, 18500 Yeah, that's 20000 between you and me. And Flights are about 1000 right now, yeah. and Delta is adding flights. So Don't I mix a... it up a little, but it's thousands of dollars to get yourself to Houston and watch Michigan Wolverines. You better be able to call a play for that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there better like be that. some swag. Uh, something. Yeah. Oh, my. I mean, I just, the, the numbers, it means like the regular fan is not going to go to that game. No, it does, t- which is really sad. Now, there is, if you're an alum and you've given X amount to the university, there are there's a point system, I believe, where you can buy some tickets through the university and through the alumni association, but you have to have a certain level of points. Right. Through the alumni associations, they have those packages, and it, you know. But not everybody is eligible. It's, right. it's, it's kind of like the frequent flyer miles where, you, you you know, you never have quite enough to get you to Hawaii. You can, <laughs> you can, you, you can you get can to Des Moines. To, yeah. <laughs> You can go to, like, College Station, Texas. <laughs> exactly. And then drive. Yeah. Um, man, the more we learn about this family that was in this tragic explosion, uh, I, I just when I heard about the young man attending Michigan Tech, wanting to be an archaeologist, just uh, breaks your heart. And we st- still don't really know. The frightening part is we really don't know what it was that happened. No, we don't. The four people killed and two injured in the house explosion in Whitmore Lake on Saturday now being publicly identified. Uh, the homeowner, 72-year-old Richard Pruden, was severely injured, but he survived. His daughter, 51-year-old Hope Bragg, was killed along with Hope's husband, 53-year-old Don, and their children, 22-year-old Kenneth and 19-year-old Elizabeth. Their 16-year-old son, Stephen, survived. The Bragg family was visiting from Arkansas. Now, as far as the cause, uh, guys, you said police say they have an undetermined fuel-air explosion that caused uh, the blast and don't suspect any foul play at this time. But police say there more testing needs to be done to find out what the fuel sources were to the residents, whether it was propane or natural gas or some other type of um, um, gas. And investigators say right now they're unable to determine exactly where in the house the explosion occurred. And it's going to be a vigil this coming um, Saturday at 3 o'clock at Whitmore Lake High School. And um, Marie Osborne is going to be talking more about this coming up at 849. When you look at the debris field, 
Oh my that, goodness. That was a more powerful explosion than you would see from a normal gas leak situation yes. or those that you, you and I have covered in the yes. past. That's it just I mean it was it's so just obliterated. Nothing but a basement left. Yes. And and when you look at it you go, Well, gosh, if it was a gas leak, how did it go undetected? Mm. And does it seem like there are more home explosions? It sure it does. Has recently. Been. Yes, it has. What been. is going on? I, you know, it's one of those things, too, like because of the media, you know, environment we're in. Is it like shark attacks? Are we just hearing about right. more of them and it's the same as normal? Or is there a problem here? There was that one in Pittsburgh. I know mm-hmm. just because I'm from there right. and I watch those reports. There's this one that we're talking about now. And I believe I just heard of about another one somewhere. And we had one in Detroit not yeah. long ago. That's right. Um, That's it. That, that also set the house on fire, fire next, next door. door. Yeah. But again, that was, a, I mean, it didn't have the debris field. That would have taken out, this explosion would have taken out the two houses on either side when you look at uh, what happened there. So uh, just sad and uh, and, and disturbing. Uh, on the political front, uh, USA Today Suffolk University poll. Perhaps you've heard about this. Uh, President Biden's coalition of black, Hispanics, and the young that got him elected is shrinking by the day. Um, right now, he trails Donald Trump in a nationwide head-to-head poll, 39-37, with 17% now supporting an unnamed third-party candidate. And that's not even including those that if there was a viable one they could get behind that might defect from either one of the, you know, potential nominees. But the numbers for African-Americans, 87 percent of black voters helped Joe Biden carry in 2020. That has dropped by 24 percentage points to 63 percent. When you look at Hispanics, um, he had 65 percent support among Hispanics. Uh, swamping Trump two to one in that demographic in 2020. That's now fallen by 26 points to 39%. Carl Rove was on Fox yesterday and he says, if you look at the margins of victory in Arizona and Georgia, just a two percentage point drop or less in those states could cost Biden the battleground states that got him elected. Georgia. Joe Biden won it by 11,799 votes. 29% of the electorate is black. If there is a 0.9 tenths of a percent, less than 1% decline in support among blacks in Georgia, Joe Biden loses Georgia. Arizona, 19% of the electorate is Hispanic. Biden won it by 10,900, excuse me, 417 votes, a 2.7% decline. Now, remember, right today, it's a 20% decline, a 2.7% decline, and he loses Arizona. And among younger voters, uh, Trump now leads 37-33. What's interesting here is those that are defecting, the blacks and Hispanics that are leaving, are not going to Donald Trump. That was my question. I just wanted to know where they were going. They're going to the third parties. The, these which these would be, unnamed third well, parties. Well, Bobby Kennedy, I think, had something like uh, 10%. Was that the number? Uh, looking back, um, I mean, he's 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 the, the only one. Uh, he, Trump has 12%. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I've lost the, lost the thread there. The no labels Kennedy. people say, it's fine. We're going to name someone. It won't be too late. But it seems like the time is now to name somebody. To name somebody. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if they're hoping that at some point Nikki Haley says after the Iowa caucuses, or at least after New Hampshire, done. But then the problem is, how do you get her on the ballot uh, in in other states as a no-labels person if she was already on there as a Republican? Um, And so it may have to be somebody else. But uh, just an incredible 
a collapse uh, amongst that. By the way, uh, we were we still haven't seen the Jeffrey Epstein list. No. Where is it? Yeah, I thought it was it's, coming it's, yesterday. It's waiting to be unveiled. Uh, but it, in the meantime, Aaron Rodgers uh, on the Pat McAfee show yesterday pointed a finger at Jimmy Kimmel. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, who are really hoping that list doesn't come out. Uh, well, Kimmel is basically saying, dear blank hole. He wasn't joking either. No. <laughs> for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact with Epstein, nor will you find my name on that list uh, other than uh, the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Is We can talk about it further in court if you want to persist. Uh, he's, he's I think that's incredibly having... dangerous of Aaron Rodgers to just put out Throw a name out like that. Yeah. And it's not true. So appropriate response for Jimmy Kimmel. There's this uh, thing called defamation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're learning about it on a lot of fronts. Uh, Time for the WJR Business Beat. Let's bring in Jeff Sloan to take a look at the entrepreneurial tech and startup community here on WJR. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Guy. It's that time of year. Many businesses looking forward to 2024 and cooking up their strategic plans, including their marketing plans, of course. And when businesses think of their alignment to hot demographic categories they need to be paying attention to, no doubt many may turn their focus to Gen Z, and for good reason. But a less obvious demographic, but with lots of spending power, is one that must be considered as well. This demographic? It's the over 50s, an amalgamation of three generations, Gen X, Baby Boomers, and the Silent Generation, as they're known. And today, they are digital savvy are active on social media, consume content on desktop and mobile, and even follow influencers that target them. And they're spending, spending on everything from automotive to technology to household appliances. They make up a whopping 35% of the population and 53% of all consumer spend. The AARP reports that over 50s are spending $8.3 trillion a year, a sum expected to increase to $13 trillion by 2030. And that spending power needs to be embraced with products and services as well as advertising that caters specifically to them. So if you're working on your 2024 marketing plan, don't forget to target and engage the over 50s. Just remember, consumers in this demographic are savvy, brand loyal, perhaps even a bit set in their ways, and tend to be smarter shoppers in general. So be prepared to engage them accordingly. I'm Jeff Sloan, founder and CEO of StartupNation.com, and that's today's business beat on the great voice of the Great Lakes, WJR.